Hello, my name is Mercury, and welcome to this brand new episode of Media Buffet. Today, I'm joined by Pancakes and two very uh, important guests. Yes. Today, I'm joined by uh, Joe Mayer from the Neutral Ground Podcast and Eddie Thompson from YB Watch. So, how are you? Oh. This also Good. marks the first episode that we've had guest appearances. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks. Yeah, same here. All right. Awesome. So, uh, today's would you two... episode. I'm sorry. Um... Uh, would you two want to introduce yourselves? Just to know, so people know who you are. Sure, Eddie. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm uh, Eddie, uh, and uh, I run a website and YouTube channel, Why We Watch, where I just uh, review movies, um, a lot of animated stuff, and on my YouTube channel, I've done a few. Uh, reviews and i also make uh fan trailers uh i'm also heavily involved in the fan trailer uh subreddit and discord server uh and i just try to find ways to put a kind of postmodern spin on uh the movies and pop culture uh that we all love to just encourage more people talking about the stuff we all love all right well joe i think it's your turn Sure. My name is Joe Meyer, and I, 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 I'm a host of the Neutral Ground podcast. And you can find me on Spotify, Apple, all those different things and whatnot. And on my podcast, what I like to do is I like to talk about kind of have meaningful discussions without the extreme noise of things. You know, I don't have really extreme hot takes. And when I'm not podcasting, I'm, I'm teaching at the University at Albany in upstate New York in the, the Writing and Critical Inquiry program. All right, nice. That's nice. That is. Well, today we're talking about a very important movie in pop culture history. Uh, one of the most important movies of this decade. Uh, the first Iron Man movie that released in 2008. Now, Pancake's here, as it was apparent in our MCU Tudors episode, he has not watched the movie. So we'll save his opinion for last. Uh, I literally binge. I literally marathoned this movie with Mercury like 30 minutes before recording. <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll save the freshest opinion for last. Uh, us three, Joe, uh, Eddie, and me have watched this movie previously. So whoever wants to start, then go ahead. Um, would one of you guys like to start? Uh. Whoever wants to start, just go ahead. Whoever wants to begin. Sure. You know, actually, I think I can actually even lead into to Eddie here a little bit because um, one of the things that I talk about with the MCU is how in 2008, with that introduction of Iron Man, it kind of uh, started creating a space for looking at the superhero in a, a non-postmodern way in some ways to try to make the superhero just a little bit less complex. You know, in postmodernism, we tend to think a lot about skepticism and uh, looking at things from not always just like a, a dominant, truthful narrative all the time. And yet here comes Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. And Iron Man is an incredibly enjoyable, but somewhat simple character. Not that he's not complex as a human being, but simple in the sense that he has a pretty nice trajectory from learning how to differentiate between kind of right and wrong, 
He knows that things have been done in his name, the, his name's on the missiles and stuff, things that are wrong. And so it's wonderful for us to sort of see this fantastic journey that he goes through uh, by the end there. And I'm curious to see, because I know, Eddie, you talked about um, looking at art in a postmodern way. I'm curious, what do you see in that, too? See, well, uh, from what you're saying, the first thing that comes to mind and the uh, what I wanted to start out with was how that that year and that summer was really amazing. So on the, the one end, we do have exactly what you're saying with with Iron Man, which is very, very straightforward, but still you know, with a complex character. And then on the other end, we have something like The Dark Knight, which is very postmodern. So mm -hmm. it is interesting how kind of both of those are very distinct movies, you know, both still hold up and kind of really just revolutionize things. And I think that's why we're able to still, you know, separate both of them when talking about that summer is because yeah. we have two two ends of the spectrum. Well, uh, for a my opinion, uh, for my opinion in the movie is that I'm gonna try not to be biased here because this is this was one of my favorite movies growing up. But there are there are some definite flaws here. Um, some coincidences. Uh, can't really think of any flaws, but they, there are, and it's been pointed out to me. But this the Tony Stark character is very interesting because I feel like something like this wasn't really done where the Iron Man persona and the Tony Stark persona are one instead of like Iron Man's problems and Tony Stark's problems are the same uh, well I guess the most opt comparison to Tony Stark is Bruce Wayne Batman where Bruce Wayne isn't really involved in Batman's life, I feel like, most pop culture. Whereas yeah. Tony Stark is directly involved with Iron Man, and Iron Man is directly involved with Tony Stark. Mainly because of that whole bri uh, the bridge between what DC and Marvel does. Marvel has the character secret identity revealed, so that has to do something with it. Well, DC keeps the identity secret, even though they're kind of bad at it because they're literally showing their face. But whatever. It's it's definitely it was definitely something for its time and it definitely has its culture impact now. And this is a pretty solid movie. I like the characters. Um, Obadiah Stane is a fine okay villain, I guess. It's just the corporate business side that will become apparent later in uh, superheroes. Like with Maxwell Lord and Wonder Woman. Yeah. It all, it all, it all stands to the Obadiah stain of these uh, superheroes, supervillains, sorry, with big gray suits of armor, and Whiplash, uh, which one, some others. Uh, they, they, they exist. Uh, Darren Cross, uh, I can't remember his. Uh, uh, yep, Yellow Jacket, uh, Ares, and Wonder Woman, the first one. Mm -hmm. it, it definitely stemmed a type of supervillain that kind of worked in this one, but it just became annoying as it went on. Mm -hmm. They, 
they vary enough where there are a few that I still really like, like um, oh crap, uh, Pierce and uh, Winter Soldier. I wouldn't. Oh, yeah. I I don't think Alexander Pierce falls into that because he has to be like a big gray suit of armor or something. It's a super villain that just has a suit of armor. That's it, like a corporate. But Alexander Pierce was a was a pretty good villain. I think you made an interesting point about, you know, that connection between Iron Man and Tony Stark sort of being one by the end there, right? Because they're both kind of shiny and out there and they can't really hide. So it's an interesting choice for Tony by the end of just that movie to just declare, of course, you know, I am Iron Man. And so I'm not even going to bother trying to balance out that whole superhero in, in hiding kind of thing. It was a, a, a bold move, and it, it paid off really well. Yeah, now most superheroes, well, that aren't DC, and weren't ones that were that were that weren't made uh, before that were made before that, they still have their secret identities, and that's part of them. Like Spider-Man, Spider-Man still has a secret identity if you're not in alternate universes. Yeah, well, for the mo- for the most part, I mean, even they're maybe walking some kind of line with that with the MCU in the MCU a lot of people know who Spider-Man is yep and that kind of defeats the purpose it, it's weird and I'm wondering how they're gonna deal with that in the next one I hope they do something with it because they have to but yeah yeah it's always compelling right no matter what I, I that's one of the things that even the, the Tobey Maguire movies did pretty well with Spider-Man 2 was have that moment where he you know peter parker has to make the decision can i balance out being this and still being with mary jane and you know that compelling kind of storyline is what made that particular movie the best of the three it was it was a really good one i mean it really i mean the whole trilogy really was around that but yeah, yeah. especially too but that third movie though oh i don't know about you but oh, i know yeah. it's become a big I... meme now of him walking you know, yeah. down and everything, but that was a just too much. Too, they were trying to do too much with it. Yeah, I, I I've eased up on it over the years, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was too much and yeah. The Sandman storyline was okay. You know, it was actually pretty good. I thought. I I still think it's just like a weird thing to make Uncle Ben's killer a major villain. Like I've never been okay with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a, it's too, it's almost too meaningful, right? They go for yeah. too much meaning there. Yeah, I I think it can it can that can be done well, but just not make it like one of those big villains like Sandman. I don't think Sandman fits that role. Yeah. Uh, like I say, there are no bad uh, ideas, concepts are just bad executions. Mm-hmm. Oh well, if we're gonna talk about bad executions, maybe we won't get there. But that for that for me, that's Iron Man three. <laughs> Iron Man Iron Man three definitely had good concepts. But... That's 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 to me that's the the bad execution of Shane Black directing that one. But uh, but it, that's I only mention that because to me it's such a it's such a far cry a bit from the first one. Which I thought was, yeah, the the villain maybe was a little bit anticlimactic in a sense, but I thought the storyline was still pretty tight. Like, it runs well, even today, if you watch it. It's a tight-running movie for the most part. 
Well, well, is your thing mainly? Is it the Mandarin thing, or is it other stuff too? Yeah, or, no, I mean that's the... that's that is a big one for me, the Mandarin thing. But I know that they try to kind of fix that when when you have that little kind of video added to it at the end. But I mean, it's also just there, there's a Shane Black kind of thing with me where he his style to me with the somewhat of the dark humor here and there didn't quite fit well I thought with that arc I like the post-traumatic stress storyline that to me makes sense all day you could have followed that with me you know I'd watch that the whole time it just seemed at times uh, you know it just struck a chord with me like even certain things that he was doing like his involvement with the the young kid I forgot the kid's name now uh, uh, Harley Harley putting him in dangerous situations at times i don't know why it just struck me as being kind of odd a little bit yeah. it was only the one time i think right when they're outside yeah and, yeah and there i mean even that though to me i kept thinking wait what are you doing but i, I the i thought good storyline bad execution for me uh for for me i i liked um Crap, I'm blanking on the character's name. I liked uh, Guy Pierce, and I liked what he was, uh, the character was going for. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked the stuff with, uh, you know, the president and Roxon and everything. Uh, and it probably helps a lot that I was still really early into comics, so I didn't know about the Mandarin thing until mm. later. Uh, and then with Shane Black in general, the the thing that I came away with and this isn't from Iron Man 3 this is from later with nice guys is the guy's just silly I think that <laughs> I think that's a big part of his style at least with at yeah. least with that movie and in general is he'll just go off the walls yeah the guy can write too he's got credits with what lethal weapon and mm-hmm. uh, oh geez something else really big too I forgot um, but yeah the guy can write I think it just threw, threw me for a loop a little bit. Oh, um... Something really other, big. Yeah, the other one with RDJ. Uh, although this might not be the one you're thinking of. Uh, kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Yeah, I mean, he's got... Yeah, he, he, even that one. He's got major, like, uh, writing credits. Uh, the less said about the Predator, the better. See, yeah, that's what I mean. See, I'm with you on that. I Even with that one, I thought it, it became a little bit too much about... Shane Black style, but it, it was, yeah. I, I, I like I said, I, I actually think it's maybe it's more about his directing than it is the writing because, like I said, like you, Eddie, I, I like the story. I thought the story was good for Iron Man three, actually. I I think the same. They, they could have done a, a really good movie with that, but they just didn't. For the most part, I I say I like it. And actually, uh, one of the videos I did, actually, I think one of the last ones I did uh, for like a fan trailer thing was trying to make a little TV spot out of it with one of the songs from the, or I think the second song that's used in the movie, uh, Mumbo Number Five. Oh, Mumbo Number Five. Yeah. <laughs> that t- that takes me back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, back to the main discussion. Uh, yeah. I, Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Well, it's fine. It's fine. It, it's we we go into depth here. We 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 don't usually go into depth, and that's really welcome here. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, that was mine. I think it's a pretty solid movie. I'm trying to not be clouded by bias here, but uh, solid movie. I could re- I could rewatch it over and over again. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, I find flaws in because I have to talk about this more. But um, I think uh, Hardy J is Iron Man. I don't think I, I I don't think anyone else could play Iron Man. Mm-mm. No. Yeah. I can't believe they're going to cast Tom Cruise for this. I can, I, I can see it, but I mean, it, it's also it, like, it's just, that's also still just taking uh, Downey like out of the equation completely to to see it. Mm-hmm. Things Downey has a lot of common things with Iron, like Tony Stark. Oh yeah. Like especially if you compare his life with like the demon with, in a bottle storyline with, uh, with Tony. Yeah. Well, that comes up more in the second one, which again, good concepts there, but just no. That that one is one of my uh, one of my biased ones that I will uh, I will go to bat for. <laughs> Iron Man too. I like it too, actually. <laughs> uh, Iron Man two is good concepts, and I think it's a good movie, but. It could have been delivered a lot better. You know, I'll say that I thought I didn't like it as much in on first viewing, and maybe that's why, is because I don't know if it's a great sit-down entertainment one, but on a couple of rewatches, I really started to enjoy... Um, oh, what's his name? Starts with the V. The villain. Uh, uh, Whiplash? Yeah. Yeah, well, Whiplash, yeah. I was thinking... Yeah, that- his, his, uh, Venka. Venka. Yeah, yeah. Oh, last name. Venko. Yeah. I, I actually really started getting into the storyline on like multiple viewings of it. And, and I just started, I started trying to get my, my head into his head and really seeing like from his perspective, what was going on. And I thought, I kind of like this more now, the way he's playing this. I liked it. They had plans to do more uh, in that movie. Not- later movies but more in the movie uh, i think it got cut and that's one of the things this is one of the ones that was plagued with i think a rush and some production issues mm. yeah it was like marvel and john favreau wanted two different things yeah that's why he didn't come back for our yep and he made chef instead uh well <laughs> I guess the best for last, uh, Pancakes. What's your opinion on this movie? Iron Man. Like I said, I've barely watched it. So I'm going to give my honest opinion as an amateur. So yeah, here goes. I liked the movie. Um, Mercury knows this. There was a bunch of, like, surprise, like, transition scenes. Do you know what I mean? Like, suddenly they're talking about one thing, but then they say, wait, no. We're, we're not doing this and then that thing happens like for example the 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 scene where the, the, the scene where James Rhodes um, says he's not drinking and then he ends up with the plane drunk hmm. I love those transitions very much anyways um, I like the the way this movie was built to be honest I really love I, I really liked it. It, it it was a very good MCU film in my opinion it, it is really good and I see the impact it made because it's been really awesome 
It's a really awesome movie in general. I'll tell the end to you. And the fact that, um, yeah, the concepts seem overused, but this movie makes them look good. Don't you think? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, it sets a wonderful stage for the for the rest of the MCU. Really, this sets up a lot, and it's still setting up a lot, especially with the, with the Shang Chi movie coming out a few weeks from now. Yeah, it, 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 this movie's still having its influence. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm real excited for that uh, and how that's gonna play out. Same here. Uh, oh, and I think I want to say. Ben Kingsley might be back for that. Uh, yes, I think I think it was confirmed that he's coming back. Yes, Trevor. Yeah, that that to me was, you know, again, like I loved um, Anthony Hopkins as uh, Odin, getting that kind of actor in there. And I guess part of my issue was seeing Ben Kingsley kind of reduced to that role a little bit when you could have done a lot more with him. You know, because the scenes where he was serious as the Mandarin were really powerful. So I, I'd love to see them do something with that character, at least, if they can. Yeah. Oh, I personally think they're going to kill him off in Shang-Chi because... Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because I think in, in the sh- in the one shot of Hello King, I think mm-hmm. Mandarin was mad at uh, Trevor for his inter- interpretation of the Mandarin trying to make him like a terrorist i haven't watched the short i'm just trying to i'm just expressing what i think happened so i think man is going to take him out of jail just to kill him in the the first few minutes all right um so to finish off my opinion i think it is a really good movie even outside of the mcu and for the first time i really enjoyed it all right, so uh, pancakes. What's your rating, and where would you put it on the scale? Since you just watched it, like, what tier? A tier, definitely. All right. Uh, well, Joe, what what would you rate the movie? You know, uh, the, out of ten. One out of ten. Okay, I. You know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a solid like seven and a half. To eight only because of what it was working with and what it accomplished it really is actually remarkable in that way it's remarkable how they managed to finish movies with like what like 80 percent of a script yeah and they there was no guarantee that the mcu was going to turn into this you know i mean they had licensing issues they had so many different things they took a real chance with coming out with iron man and especially what was a c-list character before this movie yeah they had to uh, I remember hearing about this they had to create a short to just kind of get people to know a little bit more about the character <laughs> yeah. uh, and kind of how he worked how the suit even worked stuff like that well uh, Eddie what would you give the movie uh, out of 10 so we uh, yeah I would I would give it an 8 there's just those those little issues with the finale being a little and with Obadiah Stane being a little too like cookie cutter but also at the time I think even he was pretty fresh as a villain mm-hmm. um, and the effects still hold up, the performances still hold up um, I'm trying to think 
you know, like like we all said, it set, sets the stage really nicely. Like Shield is integrated, you know, slowly in a way where they're not trying to, you know, build everything all at once. Just build it, you know, incrementally. So that's that's great. And I'm trying to think what else to add on to that. Um, and then I like how the the humor is also compared to what we get later, uh, you know, sparingly use like it it set a really early tone that we've broken away from a little mm. but you know still set a great tone well i'm gonna give it a uh, an 8.5 i have the same problems a little bit i stay in the finale feels a bit too generic just two metal things brawling we saw that the previous year with transformers but that one was a doozy uh but I, I think this movie can both be a standalone and the start of something. Well, if you remove the... It can be standalone if you remove the post credit scene. This is a, a standalone... You can just release this and it, it'd be a standalone movie and be fine. It's, it's like a pilot episode, almost. <laughs> yeah. Where you don't know if it's going to get picked up or not. Yeah. So you try, you try to make it a, uh, a standalone story. So you at least do something, but leave, leave the door open for more things. Yeah. So solid 8.5. Uh, another thing I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode. Um, I want to talk about this movie's cultural influence in well, pop culture. Of course, this movie started something big for cinema. Huge. Uh, it, popular, it popularized the cinematic universes. That was in place before this movie with the Universal Monsters uh, cinematic universe and the Godzilla cinematic universe that that was that was there but this one really popularized that so if, what would you want to add to this conversation of how this changed pop culture forever pretty much all right I yeah, mean, I, I would I would say that it how it changed pop culture was I mean, was it was it uh, Scorsese who was talking about how it's not cinema, right? And in that statement, you actually learn oh oh it is actually <laughs> it is it gets it, it showed that there's room for popular culture and in, and it made even more room for the superhero and for comics to be looked at and thought of as something that you could really like meditate on and think about and enjoy and even learn from while you're being entertained i i absolutely think it had and still does have this amazing way of drawing us in and and just kind of being completely immersed yeah i agree with that and yeah that that is what the best of entertainment and movies uh do is they use that you know that that fun or whatever it is that draws people in to you know talk about something real and you know important or just necessary and you know this movie does that with you know talking about weapons and the mcu does that in a lot of different ways if you look at one of the go-to examples for me would be like the probably the guardians of the galaxy movies in some ways and those two uh, definitely stick out and um, 
I'd say Scorsese is right and wrong with his mm-hmm. comments. The the main thing is that it is, that it is this continuing narrative that's always teasing the next thing, and I think that's the main sticking point where he is right because that is the commercial issue with the shared universes or the cinematic universes and the MCU. But you can still look at a lot of these movies individually and just uh, stand alone. Well, they're not just movies anymore. True. Well, there's a lot of things that this, that this movie just spawned. It, it it's like the domino effect. The one domino fell and others fell. It spawned the popularity of the superhero genre. Uh, it was still there. Obviously, almost killed the rapper, but promise hard. If I bunch with some of them in in the in the two thousands, but it's not really realize that where the superhero genre is taking a lot of turns with a series like The Boys, where now that superheroes are popular, it's like this is a more adulterated thing, adulterated versions of these. It it just spawns with superheroes where now they are superheroes not the current and Suicide Squad but uh, it made the genre it made the genre take a lot of risk even the comic books uh and just a bunch of other it influenced some other fr- some other franchises universes think that uh, related I don't think that if if it, it didn't it would have gone dark anyways yeah. we, we would have gotten the the risk if, if it was for this mm-hmm. oh, we wouldn't we wouldn't have gotten any of the de- of the good new movies. Yeah. Which actually kind of, but the really stuck out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. well, These always uh, they're they're either it's either okay, it strikes gold, but if it's bad, it's really bad. Well, I'm eternally grateful for uh, Birds of Prey and that version of Harley Quinn's, but that's a whole other story. Yeah, so you were going before. So, what were you going to say? So, um, no, that was just my opinion, to be honest. Just looking. I was just sharing. I mean, I was just watching you share your your opinions and all that stuff. All right, so uh, let's talk about. This is a picture room with uh, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
All right, so for wait, goodbye, everyone. Uh, see you next. Uh, that's what we we do. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Uh, goodbye. Goodbye.